Welcome to Road Noise. Buckle up as we explore God's faithfulness, reflecting on 50 years of full-time ministry. We're taking lessons from the unique life and ministry of Sheldon and Victoria Rhodes as they share the gospel crisscrossing North America. I'm your host, Kedron Rhodes, and each episode, I sit down with my dad, Sheldon, and we travel back in time, retracing the lessons God was teaching and mapping them to life today. This scenery may have changed, but God's faithfulness remains the same. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Road Noise. You ready to jump in? Let's do it. We'll put it in drive, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, welcome back to another episode of Road Noise. And I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're joining us. And uh, this is where Dad and I talk about uh, kind of like the launch of Sheldon Victoria Rhodes Ministry. And uh, if you've joined us this far, you know that mom and dad are up in Alaska, kind of homesteading, I, I guess, <laughs> and or maybe trying to find a home and getting one underway. This is house number two, I think, is... Uh, Almost livable. It's, I think we I think we left off, and I'm not sure that there was uh, electric and water in it yet. But you're living in it, though, right? <laughs> We're living in a wooden tent. <laughs> there we go. Yep. So, and uh, Dad is teaching at a school. Are you still working at a gas station? Still closing the gas station yep. down at midnight every night, and um, yeah, and have not and lost sight of that uh, vision of doing puppets full time. So weekends are busy doing puppets, traveling across the better part of Alaska and vacation Bible schools and all that. Yes. Well, so where in. we left off, uh, uh, we left off uh, actually March 20th. Uh, 1977. Your mom, 1977. Your mom came across a picture that uh, I took on March 20th, 1977 of the wooden tent being constructed. Right. Uh, in, in this picture, we've got the, the sides are on it. There's no roof or anything yet, but... Uh, the sides are there, and there was a, a date on the back saying March 20th, 1977. But anyway, so now we know exactly when the wooden tent was built. Um, <laughs> I think um, we do have some pictures uh, before that where the, the trees are being cleared out and so forth. But um, anyway, so yeah, that um, I guess real early spring of 77 is when we um, moved into the wooden tent. And um, school's going to be out before too long which means it's another full schedule all summer long of doing uh, camps and vacation Bible schools, which we started as soon as school was out. And as we're doing these vacation Bible schools and uh, commuting back and forth to the wooden tent, um, that got us up to the middle of June, or I'm sorry, middle of July, um, when you were born. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, here comes... Uh, Baby number two, and another wonderful occasion for us. But uh, the timing wasn't real good. And the fact that we've got a vacation Bible school going on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, this is, this is. Uh, I mean, you had a June baby and a July baby. It seems like yes. those are both uh, vacation Bible school months. <laughs> they were. And remember back in the episode when your sister was born, I mentioned that uh, it's real easy to find somebody to to uh, watch a newborn, you know, while you're doing sure. puppet shows. And um, that was the same situation when you were born. All right. Um, but we did uh, give your mom one day off. Okay. Yep. I'm sure the she appreciated that, that. The day that you were born, uh, she did not have to do the puppet program. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we had yeah. a, another uh, 
uh, teenage gal from the church that was helping us. And so she kind of filled in uh, uh, your mom's part uh, that day. Awesome. But that's all we did. That's all we did is just give her one day off. Okay. I mean, and I look at other cultures. I mean, they'll have the baby out in the field and keep on working, right? I mean. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So looking back on that, I kind of feel bad that, uh, you know, uh, when both uh, you and Karen were born, we're doing vacation Bible schools and, and your mom didn't get any time off for that. <laughs> sure. It's like, yeah. So like I said, I kind of feel bad about that, but you do what you have to do. And the yeah. old saying in theater, the show must go on. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And the puppet yep. shows I, did go on. And and growing up, I I never heard mom complain about that. No, I think if she had it all to do over, well, not today, but if she was the same <laughs> age, you know, back then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was good. So uh, so we did that um, that summer of vacation Bible schools and uh, you're born. And my mom would come to Alaska every time we had a baby. Yep. And so my mom had come up for when Karen was born. And that's when we were living in the house where the rent was going up and we had to move out yep. and so forth and tried building that first house. That didn't work. And so now here we are in house number two, as you mentioned, uh, which we refer to as the wooden tent. And uh, mom's coming. Now, remember, the wooden tent is just that. We've got walls. Right. And yes, there's a roof, but there's nothing inside where there's really no furniture <laughs> or anything. And yeah. our our table, our dining room table is two cardboard boxes stacked yep. on top of each other. And um, part of the siding was this um, T111 stuff. Sure. Um, half inch plywood, you know, like some people use for building sheds even. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I know the type. <laughs> but anyway, we had a, a piece of that um, left over, you know, from building the wooden tent. And it was probably... Um, a four by four piece. All right. And it set on top of these two cardboard boxes. Yep. Yep. And we had a couple of folding chairs and hey, what more do you need? <laughs> what more do you need? Now I'll, I'm going to just interject myself here for a second, because <laughs> if, if you're just joining us, you know, recently for maybe this episode, this season, for example, it's worth jumping back to season one and hearing dad talk about, uh, his journey back to South Dakota from Michigan, living in the trailer at the time and preparing for when his parents are going to show up. So there's this maybe <laughs> some expectations that mom's going to have uh, when she shows up at her son's place. So I'm imagining I'm just replaying maybe in my mind some of the expectations that are now arriving in Alaska with this cardboard box and T1 a uh, piece of plywood for a table. I'm glad uh, you made that connection. I'd never even thought about that, but yes. <laughs> when mom shows up, there's some expectations that I know she's going to have and yeah. and to she see how to her boy is doing well. Yeah. Yes, and to see how her boy is actually doing is not going to go <laughs> over well. <laughs> and yeah. so I know that um something's got to change uh before mom gets here if at all possible. Right. Um I mean when you're sitting at this table you got to be very careful because if your knees bump those cardboard boxes, oh, you're yeah. going to be spilling stuff. I mean, yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and here so, Karen is probably just uh what she's just a year old, 12, 13 oh, months old. Yeah. Probably pretty prone to knocking things over. <laughs> Grab a hold of that table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you have for me to eat up here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so now we're going to be putting a third uh, adult around this uh, four by four <laughs> table and. Try not to spill stuff on each other. But anyway, so um, I know I've got to do something for a table because 
Like I said, uh, my mom is going to flip out if she sees what we're <laughs> eating off of. And so um, remember, we had started to build this house up on Lazy Mountain. Yeah. And that was, for all practical purposes, was a year ago. Mm-hmm. And we had this guy come in with his portable sawmill, and he, he cut the, the logs up and made boards out of them. Mm-hmm. And but by this time, those boards have had almost a year to dry. And I guess they're still my boards. Sure. And so I made a trip up on Lazy Mountain, and I came back with uh, some boards to mill to build a, a dining room table. Now, this was not high-quality lumber. It's not um, a nice hardwood. What it is is two-inch thick. Oh, and when the guy cut them, it was a full two-inch. Yeah. Two-inch thick, and um, I believe there were probably two-by-twelves, mm-hmm. or maybe just one big long two-by-twelve. Anyway, uh, 12 inches wide, two inches thick. Cottonwood. Now, cottonwood is not uh, the type of wood that most people would select for building furniture, but that's what we had. The price was right. The price was right. And I can't see anything wrong with building a a table out of cottonwood, but I really didn't have any tools. But um, remember Harold Weiss? Yep. Oh, yeah. His name comes up in a lot of podcasts. And he had some tools. He's your cohort in the chicken escapade. Yes. And so, I mean, if I've got a problem, if I've got a challenge, I mean, you know, Harold's got the answer. There's always, uh, he was a great resource. And so I talked with Harold and explained the situation. You know, I got to get a table built and so where I really don't have any tools. And so he had some tools that he loaned me. Um, one of those tools was a portable uh, joiner, right. just a hand joiner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I... Um, Plane the edges down uh, using that. And he had um, a belt sander mm-hmm. and um, a skill saw. Well, what more could you ask for? <laughs> yeah, you're off to the races. Yeah, and I think maybe the, uh, there was a jigsaw involved there too. Well, anyway, so I borrowed these uh, tools and they're pretty much on the f- front porch. It was a very narrow porch. But on the front porch of the wooden tent is where I built that table. Mm-hmm. And we have pictures of that whole process going on and your sister is um just at the point where she's walking and she's standing there at the door you know kind of watching yep. dad build this table <laughs> yeah um there's one tool that i don't know if harold didn't have or i just failed to ask for it but i know i didn't have one actually i would have needed at least two and that would have been bar clamps oh sure because you know, the table's got to be I, th- I think it ended up being three of these two by twelves wide. Mm-hmm. And so I've got to glue them together. And, you know, once they're glued together, then I can trim the ends and make them all the exact same length and so forth. But, and I've got the edges planed and I've got glue, but I don't have any clamps. And so I'm trying to, okay, uh, how can I imp- improvise and, and hold these things together long enough that the glue will dry? And so I came up with a plan. I don't recommend this, um, even though it has worked and we still have that table today and it's still our dining room table. But, um, I took a smaller piece of wood and where the seam was, where the two two by 12s came together, I just nailed it into the end mm-hmm. on both ends and kind of, you know, made a, a bandaid across that joint. Sure. And figured, okay, squeeze them together as hard as I can, drive the nails in real quick. That'll hold them until it's dry. When I take the nails out, hopefully the boards don't come apart. <laughs> well, you probably never noticed, but if you look at the end of the table in our dining room, you'll still see nail holes. 
All right. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't want to cut it back so far afterwards to get rid of the nail holes <laughs> yeah. because I wanted the table to be bigger, as big yep. as possible. Well, anyway, so I got it all um, glued together and and basically it was assembled by the time my mom got there. But we were reluctant to use it because there was no finish on it. Sure. And I'm thinking, oh, man, if we start spilling stuff on this table, I'm going to have to sand it again with this belt sander. Yeah. And if you look at that table today, the top is not perfectly flat. It's got some waves in it. Some character. <laughs> it has character for sure. Um, but like I said, I did it all with just a belt sander. So still think it turned out halfway decent. <laughs> it definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so uh, there's no finish on it. And mom gets there and, and you know, I'm. I'm proud, you know, yeah, you know, what we have here for a table is just temporary because, you know, all I got to do is put the finish on the top here and uh, we'll be able to use it. And she's like, well, what are you going to use for a finish? And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to put varnish, it's probably polyurethane, on the legs and, and so forth. But there's this product that I've heard about. Um, it's like an epoxy. You pour these two chemicals together and um, it sets up pretty quick. And so you only have a limited amount of time to, to work with it, but it's really hard. And that's what I'd like to use. And so my mom, bless her heart, let's go into Anchorage and find it and I'll buy it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a part of the story I've never heard. Yeah. Anyway, so we went into Anchorage one day and, um, and found this stuff. And I don't remember what the name of it is, but it's still very popular today uh, for doing that type of stuff. Anyway, we found it. And it was pretty expensive. And I felt bad uh, that my mom had to spend that much money for this tabletop. Uh, it was $25. Hmm. And at that time, especially to me, $25 was pretty expensive tabletop. But Yeah, you could have got five ice creams up in Fairbanks. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't listened to it, you got to go back a few episodes to hear about that. But yeah, anyway, so for $25, bucks. Um, uh, we brought the chemicals back and um, uh, went outside there, mixed them all together. And uh, um, I think it was Dan Kaleo from church. Uh, I had him come over because I told Dan, I says, you know, once we mix this together, we don't have much time. And whatever we do, it's got to be it's got to be good because there's no redos on this stuff. And right. especially at that price. So I, I, if I rem remember correct, uh, Dan Kaleo, better known as Pojo, is the one that helped me. Uh, or the top, and uh, and sure enough, it it set up and turned rock hard, and within a, a day or so, we were using that then as our brand new dining room table, and here we are. What is that? How many years later? Since nineteen seventy seven, right? So <laughs> good, 45, 46 years later, and that's still our dining room table today. And if that table could talk, <laughs> yeah, right. How many meals? Has there been of family and friends and other missionaries and so forth that have sat around that table? Yeah. Little did we realize when we built it, um, the history that that thing would have and the memories that go along with it. Yeah. So many uh, again, dreams, aspirations shared around that table, hopes and sorrows. And yeah. Again, if you go back to Harold Weiss, I remember him uh, saying one time, um, kind of reminded me of, uh, you ever notice how many stories in the Bible are around people eating? Mm. Yep. I mean, it's just multiple times all throughout the, the New Testament there, especially. But it even ends uh, with uh, Jesus at what we refer to as the Last Supper. 
Mm-hmm. But um, he said, you know, things happen when people eat a meal together. Yep. And they really do. And so that table has had a lot of memories over the years. But anyway, so about this time, like I said, we're doing um, uh, vacation Bible schools all summer. And and uh, there was a church in Anchorage that uh, sent some delegates, delegates out to visit our church because we had this Christian school, right? Mm-hmm. And this church in Anchorage was thinking about starting a Christian school. And so they wanted to come and check us out and see, you know, how do these things work? And, you know, what kind of curriculum are you using? And how many students does it take to do a school? Anyway, so um, they had called and and talked with pastor and and set up a time. And he gave us a heads up, you know, they were, were going to be there a certain day. And so we were on our best behavior. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, so they came and um, as we're talking with them, you know, these folks, uh, somehow the subject came up about what we were doing on weekends and during the summer and so forth with our puppets. Well, wouldn't you know it, as we get towards the end of the summer, they contact me, wanting me to do um, a, a Sunday school program mm-hmm. at their church. Down in Anchorage. In Anchorage. And, yeah. I mean, we'd done things in Anchorage. I mean, that's one of the closer <laughs> places to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> But we had never done a church with this particular denomination. Okay. And remember, um, we're pretty much locked in to the denomination that we're with. And up to this point, hadn't done anything for a church outside that denomination. Yeah. And I don't even know if we had mentioned the denomination that we were with. Now we could give people a hint. You know, it starts with a B and it wasn't Buddhist. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but this uh, denomination starts with a B too. Yep, <clears throat> they were a Bible church. The church and in the church in Anchorage. Yes. yes, and so it's like, oh my, what do I tell them? Because if I do anything outside the denomination, that especially with this pastor, I'm going to get excommunicated. Right. I mean, I'll never do a, a meeting again. <laughs> be looking for another teaching job or something. Yes. Oh, yes. That'll get me fired instantly. I mean, so anyway, so I, I set a time with pastor and said, uh, I need to talk to you. So sit down in his office and I tell him, here's the situation. You know, those people that came out and, and checked our school out, um, they want me to do a they want me to do a puppet show for their junior church or for their Sunday school. <laughs> and he's like, they want what? Okay, now I got to say it again. Um, they want me to do a puppet show for their Sunday school kids. Yeah, for the Sunday school kids. He said, so it's just for the kids, not not the adults. I said, no, no, it's just for the kids. And they want you to do Sunday school. So you're not doing junior church or anything like that. Huh? But no, they didn't ask about that. They just asked for, for Sunday school for the kids. Um how often do you plan on doing this? Well, I, I don't know. Um, uh, I've, I've never done anything like this before, so I don't know really the answer to that. But um, they only asked for this one particular Sunday. He sits there for a little bit, and he says, well, being you're not doing like the morning service or anything, uh, and it's just for the kids, yeah, I guess it'd be okay for you to go ahead and do it just this one time. But uh, Sheldon, don't make a habit of this. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so I left that office, I guess I can say with his blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so the day comes for us to do that program. And um, that was real interesting to do something outside our denomination. Sure. I don't know, but let's put this thing in park and we'll pick it up there next time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Even it's on a cliffhanger. All right. Well, yeah, let's put it in park and we'll pick it up next time. 
This is Grandpa Wisely. You know, it's always too early to quit. <laughs>